0: You know, and Scott collects uh, amiibos, and I always kind of teased him. I'm like, ah, Scott collects amiibos. And then I was looking at these Infinity toys. And I'm like, these are fucking cool. I'm like, are <laughs> really? like these are kind of, I kind of, I kind of might want one. Like, maybe one of these. Maybe I'll just get one. And then they started to come out with Star Wars ones. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I bought all of them.
1: <laughs> oh, Ash.
2: Alright, welcome to Rated NAD Podcast for the website NerdAppropriate.com. Uh, this is episode number 218, and I am Matt. And I'm Ash. And I'm Kate. Yeah, we have Kate Hi. with us today. Yeah,
0: no Scott. What's no Scott, Scott doing? What's he doing? He's, um,
2: right now? Yeah. Like, literally this out. moment?
0: Yeah, why is he not here? Let's right tell now, he just
2: discovered um, a small game on Xbox. You could, it's like chess, kind of, but it's like children's chess. <laughs> And he's just racking oh, up uh, achievement points with I, call, I called him out on, on
0: Slack earlier. I'm like, Scott, you just got bingo achievement points on <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> he's going to start hiding his, uh, his online
2: availability. Again, he me. already does. Yeah, he does. For every one sign-in I see of Scott, I'm pretty convinced he has like 17 other sign-ins that, yes, it's that he true. hides from everybody
0: he's playing bingo he's being sneaky he's got to get those points bingo he's got i'm dead serious it's bingo (laughs) i'm fully aware every once in a while i like to lurk and be like oh like you know so-and-so is playing this awesome game i should try that and like scott's playing bingo (laughs) (laughs) like i don't really want to play that so hopefully he's back soon yeah yeah hopefully it'll just
2: be this week yeah because we don't want kate back Hey, Kate. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Kate.
1: Kate. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Kate. So <laughs> Kate, Kate's
0: a trooper. We can just like kind of like we were going to call you at 7 a.m. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're, you're West Coast and we're
1: all East thank Coast, you for, Coast. Thank you for not doing that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know. I
1: would have been asleep.
2: Yeah. You Why should not take here? our call at 7 a.m. Heads up on that one. <laughs>
1: If you, ever see, terrible happen. if you ever
2: see <laughs> Ash's phone number coming through at 7 a.m., just be like, nope, and don't pick up the phone. <laughs> Not
0: an emergency, <laughs> just me being selfish.
1: <laughs> well, you guys are lucky I don't have a life, so I'm just <laughs> sitting at home. I was literally watching Elementary when you uh, texted me, Ash.
0: Oh, well, you can tell us about that show because I haven't seen it yet. Oh,
2: Melissa watches it endlessly, so I have I have cool. caught some of it. Cool. Hey, who brought us the show this week? This week is brought to you by Loot Crate. Yay! Yeah. Get Loot Crate. <laughs> this January, Loot Crate, Level, and Loot Pets are celebrating the best of otherworldly intrusions from mysterious monsters and eerie extraterrestrials to the heroic humans that stand stalwart against them, featuring uncanny items from the X-Files. That's a weird trick on, you know, uncanny X-Files. Uncanny mm-hmm. items from the X-Files, Alien, Fifth Element, and more with an exclusive t-shirt and exclusive unearthly plush. The Loot is out there and headed directly to your door. Go sign up at lootcrate.com/slash-ratedna with the code ratedna, and I think you've probably got maybe a couple days left for January by the time you hear this. So maybe yeah. go sign up, get that alien stuff, man. X Files yeah. coming back. Oh, oh my oh, dog! Dogs are in like agreement. <laughs> so what when are we talking about today? What? What? That's uh, the twenty-sixth.
1: Oh, it's this month.
2: Yeah, so it's this crazy. <gasps>
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yes. Are you excited?
1: <laughs> I, had, I had no idea it was so soon. Oh, that's oh, yeah. delightful. Oh, it is. Let's do the rundown. <laughs>
0: Man, so uh, this this week... Sorry, Scott usually does this, so it threw me off. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of news. We have uh, stuff about the new Cloverfield. Is it a Cloverfield movie? Mm-hmm. We have Division Beta news. We have some Xbox Gold stuff. We have sad news about... Um, Beloved icons uh, passing away this week, which is really sad. Uh, more good news about Marvel on TV, Marvel on Netflix. We got some news about Jessica Jones and news about uh, the new Punisher, perhaps, series. And some stuff about sci-fi, some more stuff about The Expanse, and then we're going to talk about the Shannara Chronicles and uh, a little bit about The Expanse so far, and I may have to plug my ears because I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. So there's a lot of news and a little bit of reviews, and we're just going to kind of hang out and talk.
2: Yeah, for the most parts.
0: Yeah. So Matt, what have you been up to?
2: Oh, um, I actually had a musical week. I've been going to a bunch of shows. Nice. Um, so Ooh. I went to see a band called Russian Circles. Uh, which is like an instrumental metal band. If you nice. Very good. If you liked, uh, this sounds weird now because this name has a new connotation, but if you liked the band Isis back in the days, uh, who I think have since <laughs> had to fight that name quite a bit. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. No, they like publicly addressed it at some point. I forget what, what came out of it, but there was a whole a whole thing when Isis first popped up. For the band ISIS, but um, it's along those lines or neurosis or whatever that kind of stuff. It was really good. And then uh, I went to a band called Mets from Canada, and it's M E T Z, and it is probably the best show I've been to in a very very long time. They're nice. really really good, kind of like noisy indie rock, loud, super loud band. Like awesome!
0: Uh, I love those weeks where you're just like, I'm going to go to two shows, and then they're, oh, they're actually. I good. went to three
2: what i went to shiner last night which is a band i've loved since like 2001 i was gonna tell i was hoping scott would be on because i was gonna tell the story but uh scott and i went to this band like it was like 2000 i think or 2001 we went to a show in orlando at this place called at the time it was called sapphire supper club and it was for jets to brazil do you know who that is ash or yeah i remember Mm -hmm. Jets to brazil i can't stand them uh (laughs) 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 i bought tickets because i was Told that I would really like box and that, or not Jawbox, Jawbreaker and Blake. I think it's Blake. That's from Blake, yeah. Jawbreaker. From Job... It's that's his great. band. It's his other band. And, uh, I learned that I do not like Jawbreaker or Just Brazil <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but when we showed up, this, which is not nothing, you know, if everybody else likes them, that's fine. It's just not my cup of tea at all. But, um, When we showed up, Scott and I were just kind of, like, sitting, hanging out. We didn't really know any of the bands playing. Um, And this first band got up, and it was Shiner. It was a four-piece, and, like, just leveled the place. It was unbelievable. It was, like, one of the best shows. You know, Scott and I were, like, rapt attention, just became huge instant fans right away. And then they wrote, like, one of the best records ever written and then broke up immediately after it. Um, So, like, basically became a band, got huge, we all became huge fans and then they just disappeared because they they couldn't keep it together, I guess. Um but they've seen sort of a resurgence. Their their sound is like kind of popular right now and they were doing it, you know, a decade ago. So they've been doing like weird one-off reunion shows here and there and they played last night at my favorite club called St. Vitus. So we went and hung out. It was That's really awesome. good. Yeah, it was really really fun. And uh so I've been doing that a bunch this week, so I didn't get to play as much, but I still played a bunch of Fallout uh, nice. When I could, and my
0: my dogs just howled all the way through your entire story. By the way, oh, that's wild. and then stopped right when you finished. It was like absolutely perfect. Perfect. Uh, For some reason, not to cut you off, but we trained them when they were puppies to howl when they hear a fire engine. Not why? thinking that it. Well, we thought it was funny, <laughs> but we live next to a fire station, so it's like four times a day they like sing in unison with a fire truck. It's like oh god, here they go, and then the, as soon as the fire truck leaves, they just stop. But it's like. <laughs> It's great when you're recording from home though, you know. So anyway, uh, continue.
2: That's all right. So I played a bunch of Fallout. Um did I tell you guys last week about my glowing sea? You did briefly mention it. Yeah, you said that you um you I ran sprinted. sprinted through it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like power armor on, just sprint and pay attention to nothing that's coming near me. Yep. Uh what else? what did I do in Fallout recently? I don't remember. Built up a nice little fort at Red Rocket. I think I just got, I just unlocked another place and I thought about moving, but I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, I got the cat. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, that's what I did. I went and did the castle mission with the Minutemen. Mm,
0: yeah. But did oh not
2: defeat the. Uh, that
0: thing's rough, man.
1: That fight is terrible. That's yeah. big.
0: That thing's big. I went not knowing that that fight was going to happen, so I didn't even have, like, any.
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: have anything on me. I was like, this is, what am I doing?
2: Yeah, I was not wearing uh, power armor at all or anything. I just, I think I just ran in with like a pistol and was like, Oh boy. <laughs> and I t- took care of everything else there, but not the final thing. Um, the other funny thing that I did was I went to the combat zone, right? Or range. What's that, what's that place? It's yeah, like a room. Combat you go, zone. Mm-hmm. And I was, the first time I walked in, you know, all I saw was all these like red dots pop up, pop up all over the place. So I just ran out like mm-hmm. immediately. I didn't realize that the fight, like at the level I'm at, that fight is actually relatively easy. So I went back in the second time, and I had, like, is it the Fat Boys, I was called? Oh, shit. Nukes. <laughs> <laughs> I oh fired two of man. them in there for unknown reasons. A total waste of using the nukes. and uh, So now I'm down to one nuke. But Did
0: you? Was there a, a companion there waiting for you? Yeah, after? it didn't okay. it wouldn't let me kill like, them.
2: Oh. So I, I nuked like... the whole thing, blew like five people apart immediately, and then sniped like three more people. And I, yeah. I attempted to snipe the companion three times, and it wouldn't kill them. Oh, that's good. That, and then I realized that I was supposed to talk to them, so I walked up there and talked to
0: them. Uh, that companion's actually named Kate. Yes. And she's actually cool because she can pick almost any lock if you bring her with you. Oh, so. really? yeah that's her little her little secret i'd been walking meat. around
2: with nick a bunch the detective um who i like but i really like i kind of just really like walking around with dog meat because i get yeah. to carry mm-hmm. more weight and i'm a little better i have the bonus you know to all that stuff for, oh yeah for yeah. Lone companion or lone wanderer or whatever and dog meat doesn't count so I enjoy him and then uh i picked up guitar hero live in a sale for 50 percent off and uh started that up today and I don't know that it needs much of a review. It was fun. It's it's a little. I don't know music games. Something. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> the the TV setting thing is really fun, which is I think we talked about it after PAX, where you can you can play. It, it basically, just streams music videos. Like you pick a channel, like the rock channel, and it'll just play music videos. And then it has the songs. Like you play along with the songs on, like you would in any other song, but it's all okay. It's all actual music videos. Um, and that's really fun. It's just sort of like when a string of bad songs hits, or, you know, if you don't know a song, it's kind of weird to. They, their notes are not. Guitar Hero does it different than Rock Band, whereas Rock Band is like you are playing the lead guitar, let's say, right? Uh huh. So most of the notes will, like, match up with that. Guitar Hero seems to do more of a, like, you're, like, an amalgamation of all of the guitars and the drums and the bass. Like, it'll do notes, like, on kick drums with the drums like like notes on the kick but it'll be like a guitar note that you're supposedly hitting i guess it's just very weird it feels like they're trying to make it feel like you're orchestrating the music as opposed to just being a guitarist so i don't know but it it was fun it was decent for 50 bucks i don't mind it you know it was like a good deal at that point but yeah yeah hey kate what have you been up to
1: oh man um a fair amount of things so like you have been playing fallout um I finished the main campaign and I was just sort of exhausted by the game. So I, I didn't play on after that. <laughs> um, have you finished the main campaign yet? Me? No. Uh, Ash oh. has, but I have I not. did. Yeah. I'm okay. So we, close. well, we can't talk about it anyway, but no,
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: things. Mm, things. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun. Um, it ended up that the base building thing was my very favorite, uh, like, function of the game i oh, don't know yeah. about you guys but i ended
2: but up really enjoying it too isn't that weird yeah do we have yeah. two minecraft players here on the on the podcast uh, oh
1: i'm uh. a long-term minecraft player my oh friend. are you oh, are yeah, you okay yeah i've got mad love for minecraft um so yeah i finished up fallout and then i was like i really want to play an rpg and i don't know what i've got around the house so i went out and bought the witcher um uh playing, or maybe I had that before Fallout, but I've been playing it off and on. It's one of those things like I pick up for an hour and then Mm -hmm. I won't play it again for two weeks. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten really close to the end of the game, so I've started going out and doing all of the, like, kill the big monster missions and all the side missions that I missed. Those are fun in
0: Witcher. Oh my god,
1: they're so fun. The side missions are excellent. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, so um, that has been awesome. And then... Really, just watching TV, reading, and doing a bunch of writing stuff.
2: What it's kind good. of uh, writing stuff can we ask? Like, are you are you working on specific things, pieces, or?
1: Uh, sure. Um, let's see. I at the end of 2015, I was like, you know, I only wrote four stories this year. That's not enough. Uh, And I started a novel, then I was like, oh my god, this is terrible, I have to reboot it. So, um, at the start of this year, I was like, I'm not going to play any video games at all, I'm just going to write and read books. And I lasted until yesterday, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hard to do. You know, 16 days is respectable, though. That's, yeah, yeah, my gosh. I can't say I've ever gone that long.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, um, I'm still writing a lot. Uh, I started reading slush for a magazine called apex, which has been uh very enlightening. I don't know that I'm really allowed to talk about it too much, but, yeah. um,
2: well, can you talk about what the, what that means? Like what?
1: Oh, sure. So apex is, um, a science fiction short fiction magazine. Uh, they publish several short fiction stories a month. And so Reading Slush is basically um, reading through all of the submissions that the magazine guests. So okay. it's me and like 20 other people just sort of reading stories and saying like, you yeah, know, this is not good. This is good. I really like this. So you pass it up to the editors.
2: And then they kind of make a okay. final call on what makes it and what makes what doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. So that has been um, really fascinating. It's got to be and a good that, experience on,
2: like, just learning different voices and kind of, like, how, like figuring out how your stuff probably reads. You know what I oh mean? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been really um, enlightening to see, like, where I stand among the general submission pile and sort of what makes a story work from a uh, reader perspective. Right. It's like if you don't get it right in the first three Paragraphs, or even the fir- if your first sentence really sucks, it's me as a slush reader. I'm like, I don't want to keep reading this because I have like a hundred more stories to read. So, um, it gets dunked in the trash. Right. Yeah. So, um, that has been happening, and uh, I have another writing thing that I can't really talk about until the end of the month. Okay. gonna yeah. Come back and tell us at the end of the month. Yeah, and then um, a while ago, I got contacted by a mobile company who wanted me to write a game for one of their new engines. So I just turned that in and I have no idea when it'll be published or anything like that. But that, oh, that happens. That's cool. That's awesome though. Yeah. That'll be my first uh, game I got paid to make. Cool. Damn. That's awesome. It's yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's been very exciting. I really
0: hope it's like a strange like um, like werewolf porn or something.
1: <laughs> no, I really wish <laughs> I had werewolf porn because when they contacted me, they were like, okay, we looked at your itch.io page and we really liked your style. So we want you to write for us. And I was like, okay, cool. Did you want like science fiction, fantasy, paranormal, you know, I'll do whatever. I don't care. Historical fiction. And they're like, actually, we just want sort of contemporary chiclet. And I was like, that's (laughs) literally the one thing I've never written. (laughs) But sure. Why not?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That's exciting. So no, no, um, lycanthropy in this piece. Sadly, no, I'm digging, I'm I'm being a reporter and digging into the news here. So no, lycanthropy. (laughs) Um, all right. Yeah.
1: Is that What about you, Ash? What are you doing?
0: Uh, right now. Uh right now I am uh sitting in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Very comfortable. No, uh it it's been uh, nice. I mean, work's calmed down a bit, so, you know, like we were saying last week, it's uh not quite as stressful right now, so it's nice to be able to relax a bit and, you know, talk about games and pop culture again. So, um so it's been good, but uh this week let's see what's been going on so oh yeah i wrote down a tale of toys and addiction so in the 90s i was um a big toy collector uh like like big time i had all these batman animated series toys and i had like tons of marvel comics toys and i would like go out you know and like drive around town and go to different toy stores and like buy toys and keep them in the boxes well like a month ago maybe i cleaned out my garage and i opened all of them like hundreds of toys really (laughs) I opened all of them, threw all the boxes out, put all the toys into bins, just, you know, cleaned them up. And it was so fucking liberating to open all the toys (laughs) after like, you know, 20 years. (laughs) So, uh, so I have like tons and tons of toys and crates now. And if you ever want to come over and play with some X-Men toys, you know, (laughs) come, come on, come on by. Uh, but, uh, horribly I do. I was joking around. I have a horribly addictive personality and, um, when I was out in Germany for work, I was like looking at this store, and they had uh, Disney Infinity toys in the store. And I'm like, "Wow, the sculpts on those toys are actually pretty good." And um, you know, and Scott collects uh, Amiibos, and I always kind of teased them. I'm like, "Ah, Scott collects Amiibos." And then I was looking at these Infinity toys. I'm like, "These are fucking cool." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like these are kind of, I kind of, I kind of might want like maybe one of these. Maybe I'll just get one. And then they started to come out with Star Wars ones. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I bought all of them. <laughs> Oh, Ash. So now I have all of them, (laughs) except for Boba Fett, because he's like 60 bucks, and I'm not going to spend that much for him. But I have all of them. And um, then I actually tried the game, and I actually really like it. I actually think it's pretty cool. So the Disney Infinity 3.0 has actually three different games attached to it. There's one for like the old trilogy, there's one for Clone Wars, and there's one for the new Star Wars film. And um, each one of them has different missions and, and different things to do. But um, you know, a lot of the mechanics in 3.0 are done by the guys who did Devil May Cry. So they, uh, Ninja Theory did a lot of the fighting systems, and it's actually really cool. There's like air juggles and block breakers and um, special moves and and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So it's been kind of fun, like getting these toys and then playing with them in games. So I've been doing that, and it's it's I know I'm making excuses because it's just a horrible addiction. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a bunch of these toys now, and they're they're fun and maybe. Maybe I'll let my my kid touch him one day. We'll see. <laughs> and um, maybe. And other than that, this week, the only really new thing I consumed since we last recorded was the Shannara Chronicles, which has four episodes out right now. And uh, we'll talk about it more in the review. But I actually was pleasantly surprised by it. I was expecting to absolutely hate it. Um, I love I love fantasy stuff. Uh, fantasy on TV is often pretty hit or miss, but this actually is. uh It looks really nice. It's filmed out in New Zealand.
2: Yeah, mtv it, uh, dumped some mon- some money into this.
0: Yeah, they did, and it's actually um, like a really like hard PG thirteen. Like the gore in this is, um, you know, really brutal. Like decapitations and huh. a lot of blood and a lot of a lot of carnage. So I was not expecting that. I was expecting it to be very like light fantasy. Uh, But it actually is, it's pretty, it's pretty hard in in moments. So, you know,
2: did that. Weirdly for MTV, a lot of uh, half-naked young people too. I wasn't, yeah. (laughs) Shocking. So Unbelievable! Shocking.
0: I just like when my my wife watched it with me. I just like looked at her while that was happening, and I was like, "This is MTV, right?" She's like, "Yep." <laughs> like, there's no reason for this guy to be stripping down <laughs> and like slowly wading through the water right now. There's, yeah. like, there's no purpose for it.
2: it naked, naked lady bathing in a waterfall. You know, just whatever that happens. Of course, of course, yeah. normal, good times. But yeah, that's it. News. So out of nowhere this uh this week a new trailer came out called 10 cloverfield lane Have pretty guys, excited did man. you guys see excited. this
0: yeah my uh my friend is in it what <laughs> your friend i'm just i'm just kidding
2: oh he wishes
0: uh, i wish i wish i've been trying to get mary elizabeth winstead creep? to come on the show for five years and she's you keeps are up. a creep i'm <laughs> such a fucking
1: creep i knew it <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the, the thing that came out of nowhere for this, for me, was that it's actually being directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who was on the Totally Rad show and did that Portal short like four years ago or three years ago. What? I yeah, I remember that about. short really well. It was a really That's great nice. short. Uh, he actually got attached to Preacher when it was a movie. Oh, no, not Preacher. Uh, Why the Last Man? Okay, uh, which mm-hmm. was going to be a movie adaptation for a while, and then I don't know what happened to that, other than that it just sort of disappeared. I'm assuming it's been handed off to probably many writers or directors or who knows what. But mm. uh, he's he's directing this, and uh, yeah, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, John Goodman, right? And mm-hmm. um,
0: I don't know who the third guy is. The third guy?
2: guy is John Gallagher Jr. Okay, who uh, I don't really know super well.
0: This is crazy because no one knew this was coming. Um right. no one really knows how it exactly ties into Cloverfield or if it does at all. Um
2: And then above and all, it's coming out in like 2 months. Yeah. Like this yeah. isn't like a 2-year preview for a movie. This is like it's coming out in 2 months.
0: Yeah, I really I really loved the way the trailer was put together too. It was super mm-hmm. mysterious. Um I it just left you with so many questions and I think uh, you know, that was a really smart idea to not explain anything. Yes. in the trailer and hopefully that puts butts in seats because I think it, I I'm excited I can't wait to see I the only
2: have about. one minor concern with it <laughs>
0: that the they're going to be in that bunker for two hours nope.
2: I'm going to ruin <laughs> it for you right now I think it's going to give you the same concern I have oh the writer on this mm. uh. Uh, oh he was an editor never mind I thought his pre his only other credits are for Van Helsing Blade 2 oh. and like uh the Dungeons and Dragons movie oh boy <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> not necessarily the highest yeah. quality of movies um, yeah but he was an assistant editor on all those so maybe his writing will shine through on this one this is his first uh screenplay story uh movie but i thought it was done really well the trailer is definitely super intriguing and you know what's outside of that what's outside of that bunker man who knows bunch knows. of little cloverfield monsters
0: all i know is i get to look at john goodman for two hours and i'm happy but,
2: yeah john goodman <laughs> <laughs> that's Literally. what you're there for right yep <laughs> 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 all right well coming in march so go go watch the trailer the trailer is really good and uh, it's actually kind of cool to see that dan trachtenberg who i've i followed when he was on totally rad show is actually getting a his own uh, full length now which is cool
0: you okay. want to know a really quick and funny Mary Elizabeth Winstead story that pisses my wife off so much? Oh
1: my God! So
0: at Comic Con, like I don't know, ten years ago, she was there for Final Destination, and um, I, I met her briefly, but I had her sign "Thanks for the memories" on a eight by ten, which I still have. And my wife saw it. She's like, "Thanks for the memories. What happened?" I'm like, "I can't talk about what happened. Like, you know, it's between me and and Mayor." And she's like, "Mayor." <laughs>
1: oh ash
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so now i always refer to her as mayor and my wife gets mad i'm like have you seen the new uh mary elizabeth winstead trailer and to my wife and she's like no she's like i won't watch anything with her in
2: it <laughs> <laughs> i've weirdly Your wife. Uh, i've told you yep. this before too and it you know does or does not or you've maybe forgotten about it it freaks ryan out enough that he can't even think about it anymore but uh she weirdly looks like melissa in scott pilgrim for whatever reason oh does she yeah there's like there's like different pictures you'll see of her whenever she has short hair her and melissa start looking very similar to each other and every once in a while ryan will be like oh mary elizabeth winstead and i'll just send him a screenshot of her from scott Pilgrim. oh no (laughs) he's like you're such an (laughs) asshole that's my wife like never forget that's Uh, funny Anyways, so moving on, uh, did you guys pre-order Division?
0: No. I just did, actually, after
2: our last conversation about the Division. I did, too.
0: Uh, I did.
2: I did. So the beta opens up uh, wide, right, for anyone who pre-ordered on January 28th. For how long is the beta running? Uh, Scott said only a couple days,
0: but the thing I looked at made it look like it was a little bit longer, so maybe I should actually look it up live on the podcast here.
2: Yeah, it seems like they're going to be doing, you know, the basics with betas, which is making sure the game runs for one, but then probably doing a lot of load testing for the servers and seeing how well everybody can get in and out of matchmaking right. and all that kind of stuff, um, which can be frustrating at times, you know, like when the, uh, when the um, not Judgment Day, what the, what the heck is that Ooh. game called that you love, Ash? Gears, when the Gears beta happened, yes, I, I could sorry. not get in it to save my life, like it would not make me on anything, so... Uh, it happens, but those are betas. That's how they work. Um, yeah, I'm not
0: actually seeing an end date for the, for the beta. I would, Scott researches this stuff, so he's probably right. It's probably yeah. only a few days. Maybe but. it's just
2: that weekend, right? The 28th, I think is a Friday or Saturday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So probably for that. That's weekend. exciting, man.
0: Everything I keep reading about this game makes me, you know, more and more excited to play it. And I haven't done like a proper shooter in, in quite a while either. So
2: yeah, the little bit that Scott and I got to play was, was super fun and engaging at PAX, but, um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, it's it's the same thing we talk about all the time. Like, I'd love to co-op it, but we just never end up all at our couches at the same moment. So mm-hmm. we'll have to work that out. We're really tearing through this news. Anybody got anything, to, <laughs> anything else to say about <laughs> Division? Wait, I got about a question. The, yes. Um, yeah.
1: When it debuted, or maybe the second time they showed footage of it, weren't wasn't there, like, a peripheral thing for the iPad? There Is was. I think they happening?
0: canceled it. I think oh, they canceled wow. it. Yeah, because I was really excited about that, too, because... The problem that they were having is um, actually, they did cancel. I remember reading this. It gave a really unfair advantage to people that actually had access to that because yeah. you could control That'd drones with it, and the drones could actually do, you know, different attacks and drop items and things like that mm-hmm. and get, um, like, aerial surveillance of areas. And so they said, well, if, you know, one team goes in and they have a drone, the other team goes in and they don't have a drone, it's not going to be really fair and balanced. So since there is a, a competitive element to the game, I think they're trying to make it. Um, make it a little bit more balanced. At least that's that's the excuse that they gave to the public. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there are a lot of issues syncing up, uh, you know, an app on different mobile devices to a game that's, you know, live. So I think there's probably some hurdles to jump there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd be willing to bet there were a lot of hurdles to jump there. <laughs> yes, I, I would say so. And
0: um, they would have to have a whole dedicated team of people just for that app, which are probably no longer
2: working there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: Possibly. Oh, did you guys see the um, the trailer that was just released for the Gearbox Homeworld game? I did not. No. I did not. Oh my god, it was so good! When you get a chance, go check it out. Um, I have sort of like a casual interest in RTS games. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm super bad at them, but I really enjoy them. So um, that one looks really good. It's like all 3D. Um, it's on a dusty planet somewhere with like big trucks and armies and stuff. So. Oh, that's awesome! I'm, I'm
2: excited. I haven't played an RTS in forever, and I usually love them, or I used to. That was like that was my my game back in the day. But, um, but y'all yeah, have to check this out. the The, the Home I remember because this is a game. It's been around forever, right? Mm-hmm. It was really uh, resource managey, managey, right? Like lots of that kind of stuff. I actually you know. never played Homeworld. You never played Homeworld? No, I never. I never did.
0: I'm the same as you, though. I used to love RTS games. Then I got too old and too slow. So
2: yes. For the competitive it. ones, especially, like good lord, yeah. I just could not. Like getting into StarCraft and trying to compete would be like, oh no, pulling my eyeballs out at this point. Yeah, I will check it out though. So it's it's Gearbox doing it. Did they buy the? Wasn't that a Sierra game?
1: Yeah, they bought the rights um ah. a while ago. Awesome. I feel like a couple of years ago, but yeah, hello
2: Sierra. Yeah,
1: all right, I'll check mm-hmm.
2: that out. Uh, Seven. this this might be over. <laughs> When's this will come out Wednesday? So you'll get like three days. But uh, this is just sort of a PSA. But EA is releasing their um, EA Access for free this week for everyone who's on Xbox with gold. Ew. So if you wanted to try out a ton of EA games, you know, which includes I think Dragon Age and a bunch of yeah, others. So you can play all the Dragon Ages. Um, you can uh, you can get them all on Xbox for free this week. And then honestly, even if you if you enjoyed it or if you're getting into a game, I th- I want to say it's still only thirty bucks for the year, right? Yeah, it's very cheap or it's something not, like that. It's it's it's, yeah, it's crazy cheap for the amount you get, and you end up getting a discount on all EA games through the store.
1: Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know
2: that. Yeah, you get like ten percent off. I think games. So it yeah, kind it, it can like buy itself essentially after a few games in the year if you wanted to. So and you know,
0: you know, by the end of a year, you will pick up an EA game. It's like yeah, you know, it's it's unavoidable. Gonna yeah pretty great.
2: much yeah one or two um, <laughs> and then if or if you're like super into sports games, like that's you know they're all there, so mm-hmm. and then you can play all the ones from last year and tons of free stuff, so it's it's recommended we've I've used it off and on all the time, and whenever I'm kind of bored it's I go through it to see if there's anything available in the the old e a vault, but uh yeah, check that out.
1: are you guys still playing the uh star wars game
2: uh
0: the the portable
1: the, which no one? the uh the shooting game.
0: Uh, Yeah, Um, Battlefront.
1: Sorry, I can't remember the uh,
0: name. uh, I like it. I stopped stopped a few weeks back. I haven't gone back to it, just because it kind of got a little bit repetitive.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But it's enjoyable, so it's it's still installed.
2: (laughs) I did the uh, beta, and it was fun, and then I downloaded it. So through EA Access, you can download it. You get, I think, 10 hours of free play, right? Oh wow! Before you even have to buy it, Ash, is that correct? Yeah, I think you get you get a little block of free time, and it's like ten hours of like full game free play, so you can check out the whole game without buying it yet, and then uh, get into it if you want. Um, it was fun. I agree with Ash. It's it's I think it gets repetitive just because it's sort of simplified version mm-hmm. of Battlefront. So you or Battlefield? Am I saying which one is it? Battlefront.
0: It's Battlefront. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, it's a little. It's a little simplified but it's it's uh it's fun it's definitely like a, a good time and it's gorgeous it's so the game's it's gorgeous. so polished
0: it's so polished yeah. it's just i wish there were there i wish there was a little bit more to do you know there's, you there's wish there not was, a lot like, of vehicles yeah i wish there was like you know vehicles and ways to you know uh, add different scopes to your guns and yeah. different camo for your suits and all the stuff that battlefield's kind of known for um it doesn't have a lot of that so no.
2: Yeah. It's just kind of like you get cards and you play the cards to do different things. And then that's about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Oh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Renewed for a second season. Yay. Woo-hoo. It's
0: crazy. That's I actually awesome. was not expecting this to be- believe me. I mean, I, I really enjoyed I. season one, but the Netflix plate of shows is getting pretty full. I mean, oh, they yeah, have, yeah. Uh, they have Iron Fist. They still have the film. Mm-hmm. They have Luke Cage, which isn't out yet. They have that other season of Daredevil, which is done, which is about to air. Uh, And then they have the Defenders series. And now they're adding, uh, we can just lump these two in together. They're going to add, looks like another full Punisher series. Yep. Because Punisher is appearing in season uh, two of Daredevil. And it looks like we're getting season uh, two of Jessica Jones as well. So that's crazy.
2: The only thing that made me think they would do it is that they half introduced the character Nuke in the first season. Right, that's right. And then, like, kind of just left it. And it was like, well, you know, clearly they're going to do something with him. And they could have brought him back in Defenders, I guess. But it was – it definitely seemed – or even Luke Cage. But I was like, okay, they got to do something here. Um, So it's interesting. I I think it's awesome. I'm a little surprised. I think the bigger reason I'm surprised was because the Netflix Marvel stuff was always – sold as we're going to do one season of each and go straight into defenders to kind yeah. of introduce these characters. And I think they just did so well that they were like, well, you know, we might as well do yeah. a second season of each. <laughs> get that, get those subscriptions. From what I'm hearing, Luke Cage is looking to be good. So oh, awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, I,
0: I did, I sent you and Scott this over Slack, but um, you know, the popularity of these characters due to their, their series is definitely increasing. Like Marvel just put out a poll, at the end of twenty fifteen of the top five Marvel characters that uh, they pulled the public, and it was uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Jessica Jones, Ant Man, and uh what? Black Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. That was their top five. And I was like, I was floored because I'm like, man, Edmund? there's no there's no Wolverine, there's no Spider Man. Yeah. It's like it's like totally just based on, you know, what's incredibly popular in pop culture and on TV and in the movies. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually really happy for that list. I'm like that's a really and the fact that, you know, that Black Widow's on there, I think that's just awesome.
2: The Russo brothers are apparently pushing pretty hard to do a Black Widow movie. <gasps> be so good. <gasps> yeah. There's a lot of people, who, you know, other than the owner of Marvel apparently, but there's a lot there's a lot of people who <laughs> who uh feel like she's a character that that has a lot of depth to it that could be done very well in a movie, so. Right.
0: And I, mean, I think after this next cat movie, she will have
2: been in more of the Marvel films than any character. Probably right, because she's been in every Captain America. She's been in all the Avengers. The Iron she Man. She's in too. one of the Iron Mans. Yeah, two of the Iron Mans. Yeah, I think so. Two and three, I think. Um, yeah, I crazy know. stuff.
1: When's the next uh, Captain America coming out? Summer.
0: Yeah, it's May
2: fifth. Is it May? Oh, I thought it was.
1: Yeah. Oh, you- that's pretty soon.
2: Yeah,
0: it's really soon. It's crazy.
2: I'll have fun. I just, I just know that it. date because that's right
0: when <laughs> my, kids, my kid's supposed to be born, and yeah. I just looked at Christine. I'm like, you know, I'm still going, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> You're horrible. Oh boy! Gonna rent, you can rent it on DVD, man.
0: Oh or DVD! Blu-ray. What is this?
1: <laughs> A baby?
0: What am I going to go to Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be
1: in Redbox. Uh,
2: be oh boy! I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Didn't you, you were the one who said, so the Russo, did you hear that number, that 67 number was uh, just sort of a, not an, exag- not an exaggeration, but a generalization of how many characters they feel like are in the movie? Oh, so okay. Ash posted this to, to us the other day, but the Russo brothers who are making Civil War and the first Infinity War, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Said, oh, we're dealing with 67 characters in the new Infinity War scripts that they're writing what yeah and so everybody was like what and ash started trying to list out every one of the what did you get to 60 i got to 60 and yeah. then i sent three more that that you didn't you've somehow left off thanos which is oh yeah <laughs> 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 oh yeah they're fighting somebody right yeah i said thanos death and then probably a new character from guardians too but um but you listed them all out and you managed to get to 60 which was amazing but it included basically all of the movies um, all the characters from TV, including like supposed characters we think we're going to meet, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like uh, but they said Captain that was a generalization. But supposedly this will still be the the biggest on date Marvel movie of of slated characters in existence. That's,
0: that number is just staggering. You know, I, can't I think even
2: imagine. I, I think Civil War will tell me whether they're going to pull off Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because they did such a go- good job on Winter Soldier, which is, still remains probably my favorite Marvel movie um, made yet. And, like, they did such a good job on that, but it was so focused, you know? It was, like, so singular focus of Bucky and Cap and, like, these right. these characters that, yeah, I mean, yeah, they introduced Falcon and stuff, but not, it, like... It was it was laser focused, you know, the plot mm-hmm. was focused, everything was, was exact. And yeah, it was, a, it was
0: a chase film for two hours, yeah. you know, it was yeah. really so simple, can, but really fun.
2: If they can pull off Civil War, which feasibly has like 20 characters in it at this point, <laughs> um, then, then I would believe, okay, well maybe we can enlarge this and see how well it goes. It just seems like every time they make one of these bigger movies, it just feels like it's going to be a clusterfuck, so here's
0: my prediction for the infinity war movies yeah. um first of all i read that their shooting schedule is nine and a half months long
2: oh my god <laughs> is that really short or really long
0: that's, that's really long. long that's like it's an insane amount of time that's like lord of the rings long yeah i would say most um,
2: movies are shot in like a few months like shooting wise like on location and doing green yeah. screen and all that
0: um i think partially because of that i think they're gonna split infinity war one and two into one two and three
1: Oh, you I really do. do three
0: I do. I think they're gonna probably, you know, kind of bloat it out a little bit and be like, you know what, if we can make like a billion on each one of these, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, that might pay for some of this madness. I think I think they'll probably split it into a three-parter. But I mean, that's just me, you know, the, uh, guess- guessing.
2: If we, we want to stick with Marvel news, they announced that um, Ryan Coogler, who did Fruitvale Station, which is a really good movie, and Creed, which I haven't seen yet but have heard it's wonderful, uh, is tapped to do black panther oh yeah I hear, I hear he's re- i
0: hear he's really good i actually haven't seen either of those movies unfortunately but station
2: is killer like it's a brutal movie but it's it's really 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 good um definitely worth watching awesome um so that'll be good they got a good director at least um which is cool yeah Ooh. Kate, you want to talk about sci-fi
1: oh do i ever um so we're up to what like four episodes or five episodes of the expanse though six Six. am i behind one
2: you're behind this week was the sixth episode and we just watched it today
1: when did it air on thursday tuesdays tuesday i might have already seen it then but yeah stuff's getting pretty good it is um oh man what's the guy who runs the station where they're building the giant mormon spaceship fred johnson Fred Johnson. yeah i loved his backstory
2: yeah so i i caught all the way up oh did you never read you read you read the main novels did you not read um that i didn't read the novellas okay yeah so the butcher of anderson station was a novella they put out Uh, um, which was really good it was it was actually a really great read um uh but the uh they were doing that whole scene so i had watched all the episodes and melissa was catching up because she had been out of town for a week and so I was in the office doing something. I was just listen- listening to her watch it. And she'd every once in a while, she'd pause and ask me a question or something. <laughs> and it gets, <laughs> it gets to the part where they're talking about building, is it the Nauvoo? Is that what they the call Nauvoo, it? The Nauvoo, yeah. <laughs> they're building it and he's, he's on the thing with the Mormon guy. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, and she pauses it and she goes, did they really have them build a starship so that the Mormons can fly out to a distant star? <laughs> and I was like, Yep. <laughs> She's like, This is amazing and just kept watching it immediately started laughing. I'm like <laughs> it's like the funniest part they put in all the books, I feel like, uh, yeah. is that little nudge or that little uh kind of elbow to the to the Mormons, but it's it <laughs> pretty awesome. amazing. Um yeah, it's getting like obviously we can't spoil anything, but I it is living up to what I wanted, which is a good looking, well done sci-fi epic, you know, like they've yeah. they've kept sort of that space opera y ness to it. So I thought I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. It makes me more excited about the next show you were gonna talk about here.
1: Oh yeah. So The Magicians. Um the first episode was released online I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um and then the first and second are going to play back to back on the twenty fifth. So did you guys watch the first one?
2: I haven't no. yet, no I'm going to.
1: Have you read the books? No. No. Okay, so it's a I believe it's a trilogy by Lev Grossman. I've only read the first one. Um, and I actually really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of, I hated it actually. So, um, but oh. when, but when I saw they were doing the show, I was like, all right, I want to see how they translate this to TV because, um, you know, th- there's like a lot of magic in it and whatever. And it's not necessarily really cool magic. It's kind of goofy. So, um, but the show, it's so good. Like, Is I really, it really? like really? it. Yeah.
2: It looked, we saw a preview of it um, in front of the, uh, in front of the um, Expanse show that we saw at Comic-Con. They they were running the Magician previews, like, over and over again. So we didn't see the episode. It was just, like, a, a trailer essentially cut together. But it looked good. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks really nice. Like, they put together a decent little series here.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really well shot. Um And it really like clips right along. It's not a slow burn type of thing. It's like stuff happens really, really fast. Something totally crazy happens at the end of the first episode, and I feel like on a normal show that would be like episode four. Huh. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll have to check it out then. I didn't know they put the first episode out already, so I'm going to go. So if you think it's on on demand, add to the queue.
1: It's on demand. You said.
2: Yeah. They did the same thing with the Expanse where they basically put the first. They did the first four actually, but they put. You know, a ton of episodes out at the beginning to kind of get everybody hooked and then went from there.
1: It worked on me. I'm so excited for the
2: 25th. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I will check it out. It did look good. Looked really good. Um, So, the last thing we have in here is they announced the Oscar nominations.
0: Oof. I actually watched this happen live. It was really weird. I was did sitting you really? down for breakfast <laughs> and I saw the tweet go out and they're like, we're doing it. You know, it's happening now. And it was like, it, like, in the morning, so it must have been like 5.30 in the morning in California. Like, (laughs) like, these poor people, like, up at
2: 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, they hit them at a really weird time.
0: Yeah, I, um, I have not seen very many of these films. I've been really bad this year.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to do my usual thing. I think I'm going to try and and catch them all before the Oscars, um, Mm -hmm. which I sometimes pull off and sometimes don't, but, uh, some of the list, I think, is expected. Some of it not. Um, so we'll just run through a few of them, but Best Picture, so far, we've got The Big Short which is the uh the book about I mean the movie about the economic downfall of the mid 2000s written by written and directed by Adam McKay who's a comedic director usually.
0: Everyone says uh, this is really incredible.
2: Yeah, it looks awesome. Um I've heard nothing but great things from everyone that's seen it so far. So it's one I've actually wanted to go catch in the theaters and just have not done yet. Um but looking forward to that. Bridge of Spies which is the tom hanks movie that came out a while ago i don't know i don't know much about it i I haven't hear anything about that yeah Yeah. i have it in a queue to watch you know i think it's just because it's got tom hanks in it you got a little nod (laughs) (laughs) um one called brooklyn which is starring i cannot say her name because i think it is either irish or welsh but sorosi sauros ronan right yes did i say that correctly anywhere near correctly
1: I ha- I don't think you did. No, nah, it, it doesn't idea. feel like I did, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, that movie is based on a book.
2: It is. Yeah, it's it's based on a on a, a Hornby book, right? Is that correct?
1: Maybe. think idea. I have, I no
2: it's idea. What,
1: I I have it's a general it. idea of the plot. I actually really want to see it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would like to see it too. I think she's actually a great actress, so that's part of the reason. There's a
0: movie that she's in that's on Netflix right now about – it's like a post-apocalyptic movie. It's really like kind of a it's, – it's a slow burn, but she's really, really great in it. I'll, I'll have to think of the name before we get out of here, but okay. um, it's uh, it's it's in my queue now. I actually just watched it a few weeks back.
2: Cool. Um, yeah, this is like a period piece uh, set in Brooklyn, so – that looked good. And then the surprise for me, but I'm happy about it, Mad Max Fury Road made it in Best Picture Noms. Isn't that
0: crazy? That's great.
2: I mean it's a great movie. I love it, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> it just felt it's like a little crazy that it that it did get the nod. Um yeah. although did you hear that George um I just blinked on his name, the director. Miller? George Miller has basically said he's not gonna make any more. Like he's Really? Oh, man. Uh-huh. Apparently apparently six months in the desert was just a little too much for him to pull off again in his life, I guess. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's fair it's a bit. <laughs> uh The Martian is the next one on the list. Winner Still of Best Comedy Golden Globe. Weird. You yeah, haven't right? seen it? I, haven't I have not seen, seen The it. Martian. No, I haven't Ooh. seen it either. I haven't read the book either. I gotta do both. So yeah, the book's in my Audible queue right
0: now too. I still haven't seen it.
2: Um,
1: I prefer the movie to the book. I'm interested really? to see what you guys think of it. Yeah, I really. Have a
2: friend that re- prefers the book to the movie, which just felt like the default. But I, you're the first that says the movie to the book. That's interesting. Huh. Although well, I remember also... your review <laughs> of the book. Actually, now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, I didn't love it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it, it excises a lot of shenanigans that I didn't like. So. Right. Okay.
2: Uh, Next up is the required uh, Leo DiCaprio movie, The Revenant. Um, (laughs) They have to put one of these every time he's in a movie in a year. It has to make it to Best Picture. It's just required. Uh, And he has to not win either. That's just kind of how it works. Um, I haven't seen this yet. It looks absolutely, and I've heard it is absolutely brutal and hard to watch. So I'll go see it at some point based on a true story of a guy who basically goes on a vengeance streak to, to kill the guy that Left him for dead, right?
0: I thought it was about bears, but I don't. Know. It know is about a bear. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> well, there's a bear that that half kills Leo DiCaprio, and then he his son saves him, and then another guy leaves him for dead, and then ah. takes his son, and then he goes on a hunt to kill the guy who left him for dead. Uh, next one I really want the next two actually I really want to see. Uh, first one's Room, um, which is starring Brie Larson.
0: Oh yes Brie
2: Larson um and it is sort of based on a true story of uh it's uh originally was in Germany and I think they set this one in America but it's about this guy or this guy who kidnaps his daughter I believe it is and holds her in his cellar and has a kid with her and she gets out eventually and it's kind of about her surviving this traumatic experience um But I've heard nothing but that it's very, very, very good and and well, well told. So There's that one. And then last up is Spotlight, which kind of came out of nowhere for me, but I've heard from multiple friends that it's really good. And it's um, the true story of the kind of unveiling of the massive amounts of child molestation going on in the Catholic church and the cover up oh, around yeah,
1: it. Yeah. Oh, it's the journalism movie. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: starring Mark Ruffalo and Michael Keaton and Rachel McAdams. And wow, uh, it's a great cast. Yeah. A huge, wonderful cast. I think Stanley Tucci's in it. Um, the tooch, the tooch, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks great and super compelling and it's up. And I think it won a couple of awards at the golden globes as well. Mm-hmm so that's the list of the best pictures. Damn! Um, yeah, there's a lot that I need to see. Pretty heavy list. Yeah, I've only seen one, um, but I have Bridge of Spies in my queue, and I have The Martian in my queue, and then I got to go see the others in the theater, I think. So hopefully, hopefully, I'll tear through them. Um, do you guys want to hear any of the other ones? Anything in any any category you want to hear?
0: Um, maybe just best actors. Best actors actually, let's just do directors and then we'll uh we'll t- do actors later. okay,
2: so uh, for directing, um we've got the big short, which would be Adam McKay, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is George Miller, the revenant, which is um, uh, Inyaritu? Yes. yes, I don't
1: know his first name.
2: Uh, it's on and- Andres maybe
1: yes.
2: let's look it up again. Alejandro in Ritu. oh uh, okay. That is who it is. Um Room, which is we should have all these ahead of time. Lenny Abraham. Lenny Abramson. Abramson. Close enough. Pretty <laughs> close ish. Good and effort. The final one is Spotlight, which is Tom McCarthy. Okay. Um Yeah. 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 That's so, a lot of dudes. Yeah, a it lot is. of dudes. A lot of dudes. Um, we can we can talk about how dude and white guy heavy it is this year if we'd like to, but we probably <laughs> won't. <laughs> It's pretty pretty it's every year, man. It is. They're like, uh, so I was watching it. It happened of course. And then everybody blew up about how yet again, like there's no black people listed anywhere in any of the awards. Yeah. And they're like, and one guy wrote, he's like, if you want to know how fucked up it is, Creed only got one, one award announced for it. And it's for Stallone for best supporting actor. <laughs> no <laughs>
1: fucking way. Like, like, are you serious? The, the movie
2: yep. only had one white guy in it and they chose him <laughs> oh to be to get the award. lord. And then, yep. and then somebody responded. And they're like, "Yeah, but uh, what about? Because I think um, best screenplay is up for um, for uh, Straight Outta Compton,
1: mm. and it's written by two white people. <laughs> Get out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is amazing. Laugh, but this is really horrible. It's terrible. No, it is, it's it super bad.
2: terrible. Yeah, like uh, it's uh, written by screenplay by Jonathan Herman and Andrea Berloff so pretty yeah. amazing but yeah um i don't know i think the best pictures look good the directors mirror the best picture this year which doesn't always happen but did this time so we will see i still want to see creed too because i have heard creed is is really really good
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i hear creed is great yeah is I think that they've already said they're going to do a second so it did well enough i guess that's
1: awesome is the only award that Star Wars is nominated for sound editing? Uh, I think it has a lot
2: of more a lot of technical awards. They um, got a bunch of technicals. Good. Yeah, they got yeah. film editing, sound editing, and I think some of the visual effects stuff too. Of course.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Of course.
2: I mean, to be fair, I don't know that the directing or the story are really the greatest things that got put out this year. It's just a very fun movie.
1: Yeah, but... that's
2: true. But uh, yeah, they were up for a bunch of technicals and then like best animated I think Inside Out is in it so that it'll win. You know, put a Pixar <laughs> movie in that category. Do you feel like everybody, everybody who's like making an animated movie is like, so is Pixar doing anything in 2016? Like,
1: Damn it. <laughs> yeah. The only other movie on this list I've heard of is when Marnie was there. That's a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I think that's the only one I haven't seen.
2: IFC was doing a big run of all of their movies um, for like two weeks. They just did nothing but Studio Ghibli movies and I didn't get to go. It was pretty cool looking though. We'd seen most of it. There was a couple of ones that I don't think ever got released stateside that we talked about going to, but we didn't, didn't end up making it. It was like during the holidays. It was a weird time.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you guys want to take a quick break? Let's do it. Sure. Hi, this is Alan Tudyk, and you're listening to the Rated N.A. Podcast, also known as the N.A.
0: Nerdappropriate.com. All right, so we're back with a few quick reviews. Uh, And the first up is the first uh, cluster of episodes of the new MTV show, The Shannara Chronicles, which is, uh, I guess, a 20-plus
2: book series from terry brooks (laughs) yeah it's like a 25 book series from terry (laughs) brooks i think it's it's the only thing terry brooks has really written from what i know like i don't know i think
0: Uh, yeah i mean i i've read a lot of fantasy books but there are people that have written that have read like millions of fantasy books yeah but i know that this is um a really insanely popular you know series and has been for uh quite some time um and I actually was really pretty impressed. I, like I said in the intro, I wasn't expecting to like this at all. It was just kind of one of those things that I DVR'd and I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be tolerable. But I actually ended up really enjoying the, the first uh, bunch of episodes. It got uh, really, the ratings were insanely high. It had seven and a half million viewers. Did it really? Yeah. I mean, this really. That has it, to
2: be like across digital and TV. There's no uh, way they got seven and a half on MTV. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's like Game of know. Thrones numbers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's
0: crazy. It's um, it's number one original series in a time slot on cable between twelve and thirty-four year olds. Wow. Um, okay. yeah, seven point five total view million on all all airings. So it's probably yeah. so
2: that's plus digital, DVR. digital DVR.
0: Yeah. But um, so it, it didn't tank, which no. is probably good. Uh, but it follows. It's inter- I think the thing that makes this series a little bit different is a fantasy series. But it takes place—I don't know—thousands of years after the fall of mankind. Like, so yeah. there are things like the it feels Brooklyn sort of Bridge Star is Wars-ish there, where it's
2: like in the far future of of our. Right. You know I mean, like, it's definitely—it's our, our planet. They reference it a bunch, but
0: right. So I think even in the intro, you see the um, you see the Seattle Space Needle, but it's completely overgrown with forest. Yeah. And it looks like it has been for quite some time. So something happened a long time ago they'd ever it happened so long ago it's not even something that the people that live there now know what happened right um so they don't even talk about it. it's just like yeah we're they on they earth it, but they brought it up in the first episode
2: and they're like did they, they? they say okay. something about the ancient humans wouldn't you want to know more about the ancient humans and they're like now and then they just move on <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah there's no there's no real technology but it is a um a land where there are elves now and there are um i guess what gnomes they call trolls Gnomes and Trolls, but the I think they showed a troll and he was just like a big dude in a gas mask. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, the mythology is a l- little bit twisted, which I kind of like. Um, there is magic, but it's very, it's something that that happened a long time ago that no one really believes in anymore. So it's sort of like right. a very, very force-esque, like, oh, like, yeah, sure, there's magic. But, you know, there's, there's magic in the series. There's demons. Uh, the cinematography, actually, I'm a huge fan of it. I think they did a great job. A lot of it's filmed out in location in New Zealand. So you have these big, you know, sc- this, these massive vistas and it's really pretty to look at. And um, uh, I thought I would hate the cast. Uh, the guy was like on a couple episodes Arrow. I hated him on Arrow, but he's actually pretty good on this. Wait, which guy? Uh, guy? The guy? The main guy, uh, Austin Butler. Uh, was he in Arrow? He played, if you remember, um, Oliver Queen's little sister was like dating a DJ guy.
2: Oh, that was him.
0: He was the DJ. Man, they pulled
2: a few people from Arrow because the the main druid guy is Deathstroke from Arrow,
0: right? And he was great. He yeah. was great in Arrow, and he's I think he's really good in this. Um, and he's also we were reading about him. He's also a native uh, New Zealander too. So, oh, is he? Yeah.
2: None of them are uh, American, and they all speak with American accents, which is what's amazing. The, yeah, the, the girl the girl the is girl. British. The other girl's Spanish. The uh, I think Will is British too, if I believe, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. The um the
0: Spanish girl, uh Ivana Baquero, I think is her name, was the little girl in Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. I looked it up, I was like, ah, Oh my god. Which is crazy. And she's all awesome. she's all grown up and she's all assassiny now. So yeah. anyway, if you if you like fantasy and you want a little fun fantasy romp, uh the first you know, it's definitely you know, you're not gonna be you're not gonna like do backflips over the show but it's it's enjoyable it's fun it looks great i I believe the visual effects are actually really well done uh like i said earlier it's it's pretty gory uh it's a little risque there's some there's some butt cracks there's a little bit of the old you know a little bit of the old butt cheeks here and there so (laughs) if you're into that kind of thing there's some butts there's some monsters there's a sword
2: there's a pretty cool sword
0: there's yeah, it's like a switchblade sword. Yeah. Um. Ooh. So yeah, we we live in a cool age where there's butts and switchblade swords and demons on TV.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with all of that. <laughs> I didn't. So the weird thing for us is that I I too DVR'd it and um did it for Melissa mainly because I was like, well, this looks like it's just like tailored to Melissa's tastes essentially. Yeah. It's like on MTV, <laughs> and it's a fantasy show set in like you know, magic times with elves. is like, this is this is just her. It's like written on her, her name's written on it. And then she was like, I kept going, you want to watch it? She's like, Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, really? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. And then you wrote, and you were like, Christine and I are both really enjoying it. So I said that. I was like, your sister's watching it and really likes it. And he, she was like, okay. So we, we started it today. <laughs> we started it today. I think it took all of three minutes before she was like, oh. And then she was like, phone went down, which is a rare on any show phone got put down was like drawn into it looking up characters looking up terry brooks i think she already bought the first terry brooks book to read because she was like i'm gonna read it now and i'm like all right so super into it really liking it i think the production value is super high it's a little you know cable actory on occasion i think yeah but um like the i don't know if it's the writing or the acting i couldn't honestly decipher the two at that point but it, it was good. I liked it overall. I thought it was fun. It's a li- I will warn other people that it's a little taxing at first because the first two episodes are actually four episodes jammed together. So it's the first two ep- episodes are each an hour and a half long, which is a lot of TV to sit and watch. Yeah,
0: and there's a lot of exposition. too. <laughs> yeah. so it's a lot of like a lot of explaining happening yeah. constantly for the first couple hours. Yeah, and you're it's just like, like I kind of I kind of get it. You don't
2: need to go into more detail. Like backstory on characters that you don't even meet, really. Right. Like stuff stuff. Just a lot of talking and a lot of a lot of that kind of exposition for sure. Um, but it it is really fun and it, it is it's gorgeous. It's shot super well. You can tell MTV just. Dumped money into this show to uh, right to make it look good, which I think is nice. I think it's cool that we live at a time when channels like Sci-Fi and M- which we're going to talk about in a second and MTV are dumping buckets of money into a show because they know if they do it right that people will actually come back week to week and watch it. Right, you know, so that's that is cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So uh
0: if we had if we gave thumbs up, I think we probably would give um, a thumb a thumb or two up. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out and let us know what you think of it. It's I think fun. We'll I'd like to know if people have read
2: the books what they think of it. Yeah. Like if, that too. It, if it's following the books or not. I've I have no way to know. So Yeah, me either. Uh so we will briefly talk about the expanse as well, which is also about the same amount of episodes in. That's six episodes in now. We talked a little mm-hmm. bit at the opening. Um, should I should I walk away? No, we can I think we can spoiler no. free. Spoiler okay. free. Yeah. What okay. the only thing I would say we might spoil is some of the Story of the first episode, we can because you have to kind of know who the characters are for us to talk about. I did see the first episode, (laughs) yeah. Um, and uh, and it has, I think the first episode's been available since December 14th or something like that at this point, right? Are we a month out from the show starting? Just watch the show, people. Come on. Uh, (laughs) I don't think the numbers have done as well on The Expanse, sadly. I think they're doing very well, not on sci fi, because I've seen some rumblings that the show is needing more at time viewers than it's getting
0: uh, okay at but, time is tricky these days yeah see. right
2: yeah they did already get we don't have to worry they've already been renewed for a second season from what i understand so i think we're we're definitely getting another season which is cool but um without spoiling anything what do you think of the pacing so far kate
1: um in the first few episodes, I thought they were sort of compressing the story a little bit and I was mm-hmm. excited, but now I think it's, um, it's sort of one-to-one with the book now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Although they are, um, I don't think this is a spoiler to say really, but, um, Avaar Sarala is, yeah. has a more, much more prominent role in the show right now than she did in the book. The well, she's book. not I don't, in the first book. She's not even book. in the first book. Right. Yeah. 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 So I also I, think
2: Dawes has a bigger role than he did in the first book but I might be wrong. I might be remembering him incorrectly in the first book, but, um, yeah, Avar Sarala, they wrote into the show because they wanted to retain the actress from what I remember when we interviewed Mm -hmm. them, that they really loved her. They knew they had her. So if they wrote a part in for her for season one, they would have her for the rest of the show, essentially. So they kind of got her immediately kind of wrote her in. There's definitely some, there are some things that they're like the, you know, they did the, there's an episode where they talk about the butcher of Anderson station stuff, Mm -hmm. which, um, isn't like we talked about earlier as a novella they they mention it in the book in passing but they never actually go into super detail about what happened
1: yeah they um, never really explain yeah. what fred did
2: yeah which was great in the book it kind of gave it this lived-in quality of like oh yeah we all know that story and then you're like but yeah. i don't know that story <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can you can read it elsewhere um yeah i kind of felt the same at first i was like i i'm trying to get most of my normal opinion from melissa because she had she didn't read the books at all and i don't know what i'm like pre-guessing at you know like oh i already know or like what blanks i might be filling in and for her she said the only thing that was confusing at first was that they would bounce locations so quickly like they would go from Mm -hmm. seri station to earth and then and then back to seri station and then be on a spaceship somewhere and it was just kind of like I don't know where all those places are supposed to be. So I kind of put those in, in place for her. And she was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. And I was like, you're never going to be on Mars. <laughs> like, you're never going <laughs> to, like, for a while, at least, we probably won't <laughs> be on Earth. Like, there's a lot of locations. It'll mostly just be spaceships
1: and Ceres Station and then Tycho once they get there. Yeah. Um, My husband was asking me really similar questions. I think his one point of confusion was he didn't understand sort of Mars's place in this sort of, I don't know, Um, landscape of different powers right yeah yeah Yeah. and i think what happens in the most recent episode it kind of gives you a glimpse into what mars does sort of on a solar system scale and he's like oh okay that's cool i wish that had been in the first episode
2: (laughs) right yeah i've kind of explained it sort of you know that um we're sort of, it's like the, the, the things that they're mimicking with, with their setting are kind of two part, right? So like earth and Mars are kind of, uh, you could look more at like uh, colonial England and, or like even, even colonial America and like the West, like mm-hmm. essentially there, it's a group of people from earth who went out to Mars to terraform Mars and settle it essentially. So they're, like, they're almost the Wild West of, of planets, you know.
1: Which is why Alex has that accent.
2: Right, yeah. He has, like, a weird southern accent and says a lot of very southern things. And it's confusing at first until you realize that, like, that's the group of people that went out. there Like, that's kind of what they took from it was that this is, like, it's Texas, essentially. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, set on Mars. And they're they're terraforming a planet. And that's why there's some aggression between Mars and Earth. And then you've got Ceres Station, which is full of people called Belters, which are people who have essentially moved to an asteroid belt to provide water to uh, Earth and Mar and other, you know, needed ores and stuff. Yeah.
1: Like there's like science outposts on the moons of Jupiter. Yeah. Other
2: places. They reference Phoebe Station. They reference a few different places that, that, you know, will become more important as time goes on. But so those people are less like Wild West and more like... The way they treat them kind of socio-politically is like uh, Palestine or something along those lab- le- levels. Oh, that's a
1: really good comparison. Yeah, yeah. They
2: they are almost a non-country fighting to have their own land and be a recognized group of people. So it's like they've weirdly split. It's not as... Like, I think a lot of sci-fi books, you can kind of clearly go like, well, that's China and this is America or something like that, you know? Yeah. And this one, they they kind of took a few different eras and split them among the different points of the story so you've got this kind of like group of people wanting to be recognized you've got another group who are recognized and have like one of the baddest ass militaries in the in the you know universe at this point but are still like settlers essentially still settling and terraforming this gigantic planet so there's just a lot of aggression between those three groups and that's kind of the setting of of where everything expands from Uh, whoa is everything okay Oh my God, Kate! Did you get buried by books? <laughs> Kate
0: <laughs> fell. The books are on top of her. <laughs> We've lost Kate.
1: Sorry, there was a. All right,
0: cat well to... that's it for
2: episode two hundred and
1: eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> cat was causing trouble. I'm so sorry.
2: Oh, uh, it's okay. But yeah, so to, to close it out, that was a long explanation about the setting of the Expanse. But <laughs> the the, uh, the st- I think they're moving the, st- the story has has slowed down to the books pace. I can't. I don't know how many episodes the first season is, but. Yeah. We are building towards some what should be some pretty awesome stuff if they're holding for a series per book or a season per book, which I think they were uh from what I remember when we when we talked to them at Comic-Con.
1: That was going to be my next question. Well, I yeah, think it does well. Yeah, I, I think it's
2: doing well enough. I think Sci-Fi really believes in the show and to be dead honest, like short of the magicians, this is this is like the biggest thing they've got going at the moment. So it, it weirdly is getting critically... It's doing very well critically, so hopefully it'll carry it to a second season. Hopefully it'll start picking up more eyeballs. I think it's it's kind of got that same um, fight against it as like Mr. Robot had on USA, which is these are channels who are sort of changing their persona at this point mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. sci-fi while yes they might make sharknado 7 or whatever <laughs> is also fighting to be your source for sci-fi again you know like they, they want to be the science fiction spot it's in their name and they they want those shows and in order to have them they have to put money in it and they have to get eyeballs in front of it and it's going to be you know a slow uphill battle they've yeah. been doing okay like the helix show was was good and expanse has been great magicians looks great i heard good things about the children um what was that called it's based off another book series and i can't remember
1: oh what. oh the arthur c Clarke.
2: yeah the arthur c clark book uh, um show oh they put God, on
1: what's it called
2: i can't remember they i've heard good things about that and i think it's the same as like mr robot which is ah, coming from childhood's us end. was it <laughs> childhood, childhood's end. childhood end. childhood end. childhood and yeah um it's hard to say Same as Mr. Robot in USA, which is coming from having, you know, like burn notice. And not that those shows are bad. They're just, they're not like, they're not, they're not what everybody wants, which is Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Like, period. (laughs) Those those are the two shows that everybody references whenever they're making a new series because Walking Dead and Game of Thrones are gigantic and blowing everything away, you know. So hopefully they'll do well. Hopefully Shannara, like, I think the thing that Shannara Chronicles has going for it, other than the fact that they've got obviously a big production budget and, and being done very well. Is that it's on an established channel for that like viewer age group,
1: right? Yeah, definitely. Right.
2: You know, and they're kind of almost with 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 the blow up of Marvel and with how big Comic Con is and all that kind of stuff. It's almost as if that age group is already primed to like epic fantasy shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like nerddom has has already propagated. So it's not it's not weird if you're 15 and like a show about elves on TV that do That's magic. Very true. Totally, oh, yeah. totally Nerd cool stuff now.
1: is mainstream now. Yeah,
2: so For I sure. think MTV already had that audience. So then they're just like, "Here, audience, here's a show you're gonna like," and then it just explodes. Whereas sci-fi and USA and all these other places, I think have an uphill battle. So hopefully they realize that and they'll keep going because these shows are all really good. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Age, my friends. Yes. So go watch The Expanse. Go watch Shannara Chronicles. They're fun, and watch The Magicians apparently too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does Magicians have butts?
1: Uh, not
2: yet. All right. Good oh, it something. does. No, it does. In the oh, first. There we episode. go. I was there gonna say go. there's a full-on sex scene in the first episode yeah. of The Expanse. So yeah, this is a butts are a big part oh. of uh, TV now.
1: You know what? It's like almost one to one for the sex scene in The Expanse. It's also like a zero grav. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I think they, they're just like, oh, we have this great technology or whatever there so- is a
0: uh, is there a bathtub sex scene i don't remember where the sex scene happens in shannara chronicles uh it's not a
2: sex scene but will strips down naked and gets into a bathtub and then she the spanish girl i can't her actress name or her character name but she is like seducing him to basically you know oh yes that's right trick him so she, she's
0: bathing him which yeah. is uh it's close i don't enough. know someone it's that's someone's fantasy it's for the ladies yeah <laughs>
1: Aww. I guess,
2: or the dudes. It's for everybody.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's into that getting clean fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Butts on TV. More butts.
0: Yeah. More butts. All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to episode two hundred and eighteen of the Rated NA podcast. We did it two weeks in a row. This is a big deal. Woo! Uh, big thanks to Kate Dollarhide for dropping by. Uh, Kate, you want to give us your social media stuff?
1: Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at. Kate D that's K E I G H T D E E and on the internet at com.
0: Awesome. That's exciting. You and uh, you can com? find us I on uh, <laughs> Twitter and it's at nerdappropriate on Twitter, uh, Facebook slash nerdappropriate. you can go to nerdappropriate.com. And of course subscribe. If you go to our Twitter page and uh, look at the links there, there's easy ways to subscribe to our show and, uh, we'll be back next week. I think with all new stuff. So that's exciting. Woo. Yes. Later, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh guys. <laughs>